I was on vacation last week, as we all know, um, mm-hmm. and it was very hot. I was walking a lot more than usual, and it was very hot, and then I yeah. ended up getting sunburned at Niagara Falls. But there was one night mm-hmm. where it was, like, raining really hard, and there was just so much constant lightning as soon as I got out of the play. Uh, it was, mm. like, it was like 11 p.m. It was a three-hour play, and, like, it was just, like, pouring, and the lightning was going. And, like, actually, at the end of the play, the play was, like, almost over. It was the final monologue soliloquy thing. And the lights flickered out, and we heard the generator kick on. <laughs> and then, like, everything sort of slowly came back up. And the guy was just standing up on a thing, and he, like, paused for a moment. And then he was, was playing a preacher in a uh, Shaw play. And so he was doing, giving like a big sermon was like his final monologue. And he just like improved like a thank you, Lord. And then continued on with the rest of the, it was like, literally he had like five lines left. It was not, it was not very much left, but uh, it was pretty cool. That's crazy. Only in the when, theater. I mean, yeah. That's like, you know, someone hears a phone ringing and they're like, there's a crazy bird in the plane. <laughs> That's how they get around it. <laughs> There's a crazy bird in yeah. the plane. <laughs> like looking around. They're shattering the reality by acknowledging yeah. this is a yeah, plane. That, but that's, they're trying to incorporate Patty LaCone movie. What's the yeah. crazy bird in this plane? <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, Colin, you would not do very good improv <laughs> yeah. as an actor. Um, yeah, I always remember, yeah, um... When Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig were doing uh, a steady rain on Broadway, they would There's very like a video of this, right? Yeah, they would very often like when cell phones would go off because the I think the the structure of that play was they were like direct addressing the audience for most of it, so they would just like in like Chicago accents they'd be like, "Hey, I'm trying to tell a story over here. Like, can you mind do you mind turning it off or whatever?" That was a terrible accent on my. Yeah, part, I mean, if it was that level, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. they did a better job. That, Daniel Craig or Hugh Jackman. That was a classic Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was going for Jackman, but uh, you know, sure, yeah, um, yeah. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Daniel Craig. I'm a cop over here. Yeah, I always think of with my Broadway. It was like uh, the first time he hosted Saturday Night Live, not the second right. time where it was for a movie that didn't come out for three years. Right. Uh, but the the first time he did a sketch where he was playing a construction worker. Right, yes. And he had, played like, like a lot of blue collar guys that episode. Yeah, yeah, and his accents were all really bad. Yeah. He loves doing them. He loves doing a goofy accent, uh-huh. Craig. How, a- Andy, how much does it have to rain for them to can't stop a Shakespeare in the park show? Uh, it has to be, like, pretty consistently coming down. Or, like, if there's lightning, they will just, because it's open air, uh, they will just shut it down. But, like, they have definitely, especially, like, towards the end of the run when there's not, like, a lot of other performances that people can come to, they will definitely, like, do a show when it's raining. Like you'll you'll hear stories of like they just went on and like yeah, yeah assume, and it was so powerful. I assume it worked by like baseball rules, where like if it's drizzling, right, we'll yeah. see it at. We'll, like, it, it, is, it, it is it is often like that, it. yeah, where they're like, mm-hmm. can we ride that? Because I mean, there's all the tech elements, obviously, which are like variable with the weather, but mm-hmm. I think it really fucks with the sound, especially if you if it's miked. 
Yeah, and if Hamlet is up and it's after five innings, then they, they just stop playing because there's not really much of a point. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a oh, podcast about film welcome, festivals. Welcome. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga. Colin Ashley. Emilio Diaz. Colin threw out the peace sign, and then like a second later realized he right. had to talk. <laughs> I mean, I it, I still have not stopped expecting the number one stand every time. I know you've abandoned it. I'm not telling you to bring it back. I'm not abandoned it. It's been retired. All right. Sure. <laughs> but I'm still expecting to hear it every time. Every time you introduce yourself. Which... I didn't abandon my child. See, that is, my wife has. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Gonna cut that. <laughs> Don't let's talk about my family on the show. <laughs> yeah, Kellen doesn't like to talk about his wife. Um, <laughs> uh, this week, we have so much news. It's uh-huh. a big festival announcement week. It is. Uh, and, and I believe um, Emilio has some sort of structure he'd like to guide us through. So I'm gonna... I guess throw it over to Emilio, or do we want to discuss? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just okay. talk the news. We can talk the normal news first. The Venice lineup came out. I have a little way of discussing the Venice lineup. But before that, there's new yeah. other festivals, there's including. Lots of, you know, because stuff just happens this time of year. Uh, I, I Stuff that is not necessarily directly affecting festivals, but will eventually. We had a couple of. Uh, I would say long-awaited acquisition yes. deals. The second one uh, I didn't even see. How did you not ping me about this second one? Because you were totally on vacation, Andy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that one very long-awaited. Uh, but Asteroid City has been acquired by Focus, uh, the new Wes Anderson movie, uh, or one of them, the one that yeah. isn't already Netflix. Uh, I think we've been kind of wondering, like, is this not going to be right. Searchlight? And it is isn't. It, right. uh, and, he, yeah. yeah. Um, is it going to show up somewhere this fall was the other question. Right. And we don't have an answer to that still. They yeah. didn't say any, uh, you know, my guess at this point is probably no. I would have expected it at Venice if it were going to be out. Right. I would expect they go back to the, like, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs, uh, Berlin premiere, and then just, like, come out pretty quickly. That seemed to work for those two movies, uh, better yeah. than the fall release work for French Dispatch. Uh, right. so that, you know, they, they could have, you know, there's no reason they couldn't have, like, put it out at Venice, seen what they had, and then put it out in the spring still, but I think yeah. this maybe makes more I believe sense. they accompanied this with like a full like formal cast announcement which included the fact that Bill Murray is no longer Yeah, enough. he's been oh, replaced by that. he's been replaced by Steve Carell. The official story is that he got COVID and couldn't be in it. I don't know how much I believe that, but Right, given other recent reports about Bill Murray yeah. and also a general known history of how Bill Murray is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's not in it anyway. Um, wow, this is the first one, like, ever? 
or since, since, since Rushmore, since Bottle Rocket. I mean, yeah. Heathen Rushmore is Bottle Rocket. Rocket. Bottle Rocket is the only it, one. It, he's the, been I in. the run right. is from, wow. Yeah, the run is from Rushmore to French yep. Dispatch. He's been in all of them. Wow. Yeah. And then and all because he touched his face too much and got COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to March 2019. Yep. <laughs> 2019, Randy, what did you know? <laughs> or 2020, excuse me. Yeah. You could have helped so many people. <laughs> All right. With me co- frantically trying to get to Wuhan at the wet market. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy, like, running through the Don't eat like, that <laughs> Fully like a Noah Emmerich movie, uh, and he could just just run around like trying to prove COVID happened in 2019. You mean wrong? Yeah, what did I say? Noah. Said Noah. Sure. Noah. Yeah, wrong guy. Wrong guy. Uh, the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the other very exciting. I guess this isn't. This is not a traditional acquisition because this movie was previously owned by A24, uh, but the Lila Neugebauer movie has been uh, sold to Apple. It's, it doesn't sound like it's like part of the A24 Apple thing. It sounds like they fully offloaded it to Apple. Uh, and this will also be news to you, Andy, then. It's been renamed Causeway. What?! <laughs> why that's couldn't, nothing couldn't tell you uh you're right pretty uh, causeway yeah come on really not what was the original title, title again red, red white, white and water, water which red at least like had a rhythm to it like, yeah isn't I mean, there another movie that's called like red white and royal blue or something like that that's probably maybe. why they changed it yeah i think there is something like that happening but wow sure. and did they give any uh like release they, window they ambitions? i think I think the plan in this case is uh, they said, like, it's going to be a fall release, which I assume means okay. TIFF, It'll be it, TIFF, maybe yeah. Telluride. Right. Uh, but, yeah, this one, it sounds like, is coming out this year. Uh, Thank God, finally. We, we don't know what. Talked Apple's about it, I think, in our second year. episode ever. This uh-huh. Movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna beat the the Terrence Malick movie to come out first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. Mean, yeah, we're gonna have to do the Causeway tacular. Hey, <laughs> it's an idea. Uh, <laughs> Don't if you're, not look for that on your feeds in yeah, December. <laughs> if you're if you're interested in appearing on that, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't already hitch our wagon to this. <laughs> yeah, if you're, I just just gauging yeah. interest. If no one bites, like we can find something else. E- excited to send out emails that are like, do you, do you want to talk about Causeway? And then people be like, did you miss yeah. something? <laughs> right, Midway that came out three years ago and it's bad. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. so exciting to hear that it's yep. making moves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then we've also got a couple of release dates for uh, some anticipated festival titles. If you want to see something, actually, uh, before these festivals happen and those movies can start coming out. Uh, we've got Funny Pages, the... Uh, fan favorite segment uh, about a task that's going to be out yes. on 
The August movie Jesse is forced into being a fan favorite. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Successfully. Uh, it's going to be out on August 26th. Uh, yeah. it, it just says theaters and VOD was what the yeah. trailer said, which I imagine means it's going to play in like three theaters and most people sure. will just see it on VOD. Right. A new... The trailer was pretty charming, I thought. Sure. I thought yeah. the trailer. Uh, it I, looks, didn't, it's get... I didn't check Good. it out. No, I was just going to say. Uh, it's got. It's get big person-to-person vibes. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, a new strategy for A24. They're not dumping it to Showtime. It's not an Apple thing. They're just... It's on VOD! Uh, sure. <laughs> what fun new yeah. Yeah. strategy will they discover they next? Thrown darts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Every other movie. They're thrown darts. For, for this one, how about they pay yeah. us money and they can see it? <laughs> Everyone booze uh, in the office. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Come up with ideas for the fucking AAA24 account. We gotta fill these private stories quick. Yeah. A24's office are in Staten right, Island. Yeah. So. Well, ever, ever since, ever since Rudin went into hiding, they had to down, mm. yeah, they had to downgrade to Jesus. <laughs> when is the hiding? Is. Yeah. He's hiding beneath a He's pile biding of his time. He's coming back A24 and it's going to be a problem. Books. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the cathedral, which was way back at uh, Venice last year, was the premiere. It was the Sundance is a new director's right. new film. I saw that at Sundance, I think, right? That's the one that it's I the saw one at Sundance. It's the one with Brian Darcy yeah. Jameson. Right, yes, yes, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, um, it's alright. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, directed by Ricky D'Ambrose. Uh, I I can't remember. It, it may have gotten lost in the shuffle because it happened during Cannes. I think that movie bought it. Uh, but mm-hmm. they announced that it's going to play at Film at Lincoln Center for a week uh, starting... <laughs> September 2nd, and then they're pretty quickly gonna just put it up streaming on movie uh, the mm-hmm. following week. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that you can see. I guess if you were at TIFF, you can see it when you get back. Um, uh, sure. Speaking of TIFF, they've continued to announce movies, including, right. I, I, I think, two of these movies especially one of them, have justified this strategy of slowly announcing movies. Yeah, uh, the, the, there's one where it's like, oh, this is why you had this yes, in your pocket. Exactly. So this is why this has been happening. And we're, yeah. of course, talking about Catherine by Called Birdie. Yep, newly <laughs> done, done an Amazon movie. Yep. Like, oh, this is why the Amazon pushed it back three months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is one of them, but the other two, My Policeman, which is, like, great, they've got Harry Styles, that's a world premiere. Right, that's a real uh, tiff move to get Harry Styles yep, to come to the festival. Mm-hmm. I, they'll probably have well, the other one, too, I would think. I uh, didn't think about that, it's like a repeat of the year where uh, Lady Gaga had a Star Wars born there. And uh, there were accusations that the little monsters stuffed the ballot box <laughs> for people's choice, trying to get a Star Wars born. <laughs> right, and that's yeah. why they didn't. And they had to disqualify yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, but then, of uh, course, the... allegedly, allegedly, on all that. <laughs> yeah, very important. You think to you're keep gonna get the sanctity of the <laughs> people's crying, choice yeah. award? <laughs> oh, he's got a gross T-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, ke- Andy keeps looking off screen and bowing. <laughs> 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 eyes are shifting back and forth and he's sweating. <laughs> Allegedly. 
Yeah, uh, but then the big one is uh, the, uh, the Fableman. <laughs> yeah. yeah! How exciting! Uh, I yeah. know it's so Steven cool. Spielberg, everyone's excited. Uh, Alberto, Bar- everyone's excited except for Alberto Barbera, uh, who right. was very mad in his uh, his interview with Variety. He then gave another interview in Deadline where he implied that maybe Telluride might have it, because he was like, well, we were the only international, or TIFF was the only international film festival that got to see it. Uh, he could also be talking about New York there, I guess. Uh, right. yeah, I don't know. And he was, like, salty that, like, TIFF didn't call him up and, like, give him a heads no, up, was, right? No, it was, was Universal he was mad Right, at. Universal. He was like, I understand if they want to premiere at another festival, but they were just like, it's not playing festivals. And right. he was like, come on, just be honest with me. Sure. Which, you know, whatever. I assume Cameron Bailey was doing some wheeling and dealing um, but yeah, speaking of Alberto Barbera, I think we can get into whatever Amelia's got planned. Okay, so, the Venice Film Festival 2022 lineup was announced. All the, every section of it. A lot of it had been, had been leaking before. Alberto Barbera also did a weird thing where people were tweeting about were tweeting at him being like, is this person going to be at the festival? And he was replying yep. to them being uh-huh. like, yes. Which was an incredible. Yeah, I mean, he just move. started doing that, like, the day before. It's like, whatever. It was, like, yeah. after White Noise got announced yesterday. Yes. So White Noise got announced yesterday, and then the rest of the competition, it's out of competition, fiction and nonfiction, and it's all Horizonti. Yes. Yeah. Horizons. Two, there's two the, Yeah, there's, they, they introduced last week, year the uh, Orizonte Extra, which it's what it says. It's Orizonte, but more. Uh, no clear reason yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to talk about the lineup, but I sort of devised a little sort of game, sort of question... I sort of format to, to steer discussion of this, which is I have a series of true or false questions that I will ask all three of you and you will all answer. I mean, not questions as much as these are statements and you will all answer mm-hmm. true okay. or false. Is it the sort of thing where we all have to like decide um, our answer and then give it at the same time or like, no, okay. No. You, we, you, can, you can all each say this. At yeah, we would like this to be a listenable podcast where people can uh, yeah. understand yeah. the things that we True say. Or false. True or false. True false. It's going to be five minutes long. True or <laughs> false. <laughs> we will not elaborate beyond true yeah. or false. That's right. Yeah. No. No, no, no. There will be discussion about all of this after you say true or false. I want to hear all okay. of this. Okay. True or false I just figured we do. Yeah. I, f- I figured I to do, maybe do like a fun like instead of true or false do like it's a C or it's a no <laughs> just to be like Italian and funny yeah. but I, then I thought right now that seems stupid and Great. too much but anyway just true or false first question is the winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture is in this lineup Ooh. in the competition lineup in the entire it, right Venice it, it, lineup. it will play at Venice. Yes. If you think the uh, uh, Horizonte movie is winning Best Picture, then you're free to say that. Uh, uh, false. 
Yeah, I think false also. I also Colin? would have said false. <laughs> okay. So you don't think any movie here will you will no. win Best no. Picture? Is, is that, is that because you have a specific movie in mind you think will win Best Picture that is not here? Or does none of this seem uh, promising? A, a combination sort of, of the two. I mean, I... My instinct, my uh, part of it is just looking at these. Like, I don't think one of these movies is gonna win. Uh, like, I, but also, like, I think Spielberg might win. I think Chazelle might win. I think those, but Chazelle's maybe tougher if that movie's like too much. But like, uh, I even like I would be less. Surprised to see women talking, Sarah Polly's movie win than most sure. of these. Uh, it, it just the movies in here mostly seem like they're by just like slightly more, uh, slightly more aggressive directors than usually. Win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the contenders to like be nominated in the conversation I guess would be Zeller. like the Zeller yeah, yeah Zeller if if someone from this festival who 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 is in this lineup wins I guess probably Zeller but like that's probably right. more an act is we should say Florian Zeller the son right. the Jackman the Laura, yes director of the father Hugh Jackman Laura Dern Anthony Hopkins as a small role uh, but I think the assumption is that that's probably going to be more of an acting thing again. Sure. Like, right. you know, a, a right. nomination in picture could certainly yeah. happen. Though I did see it, someone pointed out that uh, Sony Pictures Classics, who had The Father and has this as well, no director, they have had nine different movies nominated for Best Picture, and they're all different directors. So no... Mm. No director has ever gotten a follow-up nomination uh, based on sticking with uh, Sony Pictures Classics. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I guess, I mean, well, the other aspect, like, I guess most of Netflix's contenders are here. Yeah. But, like, they have a weird lineup this year. Like, there's the Inuri 2, which, And, like, like, also, are they ever going to win? Yeah. Right. There's the Bombach, which, like, that one seems like it's going to be a tough sell. White Noise, yeah, uh, White Noise is not going to win Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, um, right. The other ones that I could see, like, of most likely just because of, like, past Oscars is, like, Tar, but yeah. I feel like that could be too, like, esoteric for the Oscars yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Like, Field has been like... there. Like, I mean, In the Bedroom's a crazy movie, but yeah. obviously the Oscars are a different organization now right. than they were back then. Um, and then it's like, you can make the argument for Dominic, but that could be another sort of that thing where it's like, seems... this is going to be a star nomination, or it could just be too stinky from the from the jump. And then... Yeah. Um, for what? I'm sorry, what movie? For Blonde. Um, oh, sure. And then the other one I was thinking about was like, Maybe Aronofsky because he's been there before, but it's like sure. I don't also, think just like really that's an acting thing. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff where I'm like, yeah, if that was there, there are a bunch of things that would not surprise me if they were like in the six to ten of best right. picture nominees. And so, yeah. like, I wouldn't 
totally count out that one of those manages to win, but it seems fairly unlikely to me. Right. And, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I could look at what else is coming out to see yeah. if I missed anything in terms of... Right. I do else? wonder what the ambitions for Don't Worry Darling are, if there are any of those. Yeah. It feels too genre to be that. Maybe. Like, I don't focused. know. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, I feel like it could go a couple of different ways, that one. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I guess we, we didn't talk about the kerfuffle this afternoon with uh, Martin Scorsese, I think. It has right, not sure. been clear if that movie is coming out this year and i think is just still unclear um i guess another person who's like been there before is mcdonough but like right this one feels this is, i right. mean it's him going back to like non awards baby right it's like it's yeah, another like sure but i mean it is i believe it is uh, it came out of the his first three plays were a cycle and then he did three, two more plays that were initially also supposed to be part of a trilogy, but he abandoned the third one, and this seems to have come out of that abandoned play from, like, sure. before The Pillow Man, so, like, uh, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but, yeah, you know, reuniting with uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who were the leads of his first film... In Bruges. Right. And in uh, Bruges, just got, Farrell got the Golden Globe. Right? Yeah. But then it didn't get, I don't think it... It might have gotten... Did it get screenplay, maybe, or something? It might have also, maybe. like, gotten screenplay at the Globes or something. I can't remember. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I mean, like, that. Another, I guess uh, Fox Searchlight, it seems more likely that their bigger priority is going to be the Sam Mendes movie, which I thought might be here because he's got a bit of a relationship with Venice. Uh, but isn't, it may just not be ready, or it may just be a matter of, like, uh, Venice is not the festival for that movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's another thing that, like, maybe that wins, uh, that feels more likely than anything that's here. Um, I don't know. Maybe everything, everywhere, all at once wins. Sure. Greatest beer run ever, also in the running there. I guess so. Sure. Avatar 2. Armageddon time, Avatar 2. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Amelia, did you have okay. thoughts to, on this topic, or do you want to just introduce the topics? No, I can introduce okay. the topic. I mean, you all, you said it. Do you think that, that the best picture's here? I don't. I think... Just like there are enough movies that you all mentioned that are not yeah. here that I would not bet on it being here. Yeah. Every as Jesse said, like th I think there are potential multiple potential mm -hmm. nominees here. Yeah. For sure. But it, it's like a bunch of directors who have been in the in the like in and around Oscar maybe making a lot of stuff that it seems weirder or more aggressive than would get the right. nominated. Yeah. And like, do I think the movie that wins Best Picture will be? At a festival, historically, yes, it's been a long time since one wasn't, uh, it just seems like this is not where it's gonna come from, which is not necessarily yeah. unusual. I think there have been other years where it premiered yeah. at Telluride or maybe even Toronto. 
as far as stuff that is not in competition that they, you could mention, it's like a Master Gardener to Paul Schrader movie. Like, that's never yeah. going to win Best yeah. Picture, but that's maybe an acting thing. Dreaming Wild, the Bill Poland movie, Bill Poland, director of uh, right. Love and Mercy. He's making another biopic about that also seems like starring... it's like a two time period thing. What musician is this one? Yeah. Donnie yeah, and Oh, wow, well, uh, really? I was going to say they're not as famous, but I guess that's exciting. Uh, I mean, they, they have a very famous song. Okay. Yeah. Casey Affleck is Donnie, Walton Goggins. Are you for real? That's crazy. But, <laughs> yeah. the, I, Noah, right. Noah Jupe is John Donnie. It's Noah That's Jupe crazy. and yeah. uh, is it a Stranger Things kid? Is the other Are one? The yeah, Jack. No, Jack Dylan Gray. There. Oh, the Shazam kid. He has an it. Yeah. He has he has an it Shazam kid. But okay. No Things kid. Cool. The rest of the cast is Zoe Deschanel, Chris Messina. Both Zoe's Bridget. back. Oh. Yeah, she said that uh, everyone didn't understand the happening. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Which is like, yeah, I like Love I and Mercy too. a lot. I think that movie's very good. Yeah. That could be crazy. I don't know. So I, yeah. Anyway, my second true or false uh-huh. statement. Well, obviously, the first question was sort of designed to talk about a bunch of movies in the English right. language. So this is my second statement. The winner of the Golden Lion will be a movie not in the English language. Hmm. Um... Well, it is. That's, that's one of the. It's it's an English heavy lineup, right? That's one of the. And Venice things. leans English recently, especially. I will as say far as winners. You, you, you the statement you said. Uh, yes, that's been the case for a while, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the the statement you said is that the winner of the Golden Lion will be not in English, right? right. Then I will say yeah. that is true. Colin? Um, the winner of the Golden Lion will be not in English. I think I will say that is false. I think I'm also going to go with false. Andy. Okay. Jesse, since you were the true person there, what are some of the non-English language things here you can you see? As sure. I mean, I think the obvious one is like, and maybe too obvious, is just like, are they going to want to give it to Jafar Panahi? Uh, sure. Who is, of course, as we talked about last week, currently in prison uh, and ha- is in, in Iran and has a movie here. Uh, but I also just feel like, similarly to why I don't think the... Uh, best picture winner is here. Like, they have gone other than last year mostly with like Oscar y stuff, but like the English language stuff here, as we said, is like not super Oscar y. It's like a little more out, not like su- out there necessarily, but just like not like not as like down the middle as some of the stuff that is won. So there's not like a I, you know, I, I, I don't think that the I don't think it's that far away from fifty fifty in either direction. But like, I would lean towards, you know, if not that, then like I can see uh, what else. I feel like uh, I mean, like the the Romaine Gavras, which yeah. is also Netflix, uh, 
they were kind of talking up. It's uh, co-written by Lodge Lee, who did Les Miserables several years ago sure. at mm-hmm. Cannes. That ended up getting nominated for a international feature. Uh, in general, there's a lot of French language stuff, and I think a lot of that stuff. Alice Diop also, I've kind of... There's been a lot of buzz around that movie. It's her first fiction feature. She had uh, a documentary feature a couple of years ago that won Encounters at Berlin called uh, We, I believe. Uh, this one's called St. Omer. I think that also makes sense. And like we talked about the jury last week, and it, it's just like a bunch mm-hmm. of like normal people i feel like like i feel like they're just gonna you know it feels like they're just gonna kind of pick something that's like down the middle people like it um gianni amelio also is uh, uh an italian director uh older uh his movie i could see yeah. the english language movie that i like maybe makes the most sense to me is the laura poitras documentary actually mm-hmm. Uh, about which is about Nan Golden, uh, the photographer, but it sounds like more uh, less like a biography of her and a little more about like current stuff she's been doing, like fighting against the Sackler family, uh, and like they're I believe they're uh, involved in like the opiate epidemic. Uh, so yeah. Those are my yeah. thoughts. And there's also obviously stuff like, obviously, even things we mentioned, like Bardo sure. is yeah. not a movie yeah. in English. He, he could always win. Does he have yeah. a golden line already? Did he win for... Birdman uh, won, Birdman I think. Sure. Um, no, maybe I'm wrong. You might not. Um, I think I'm 2014 wrong. 2014 was uh, Pigeon Sat on a Branch. That's right. Yeah, I think I think um, I've, it's the opposite. I think Birdman did not win anything. Uh, it doesn't look like he's won. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes it feel more like, yeah. They can, I mean, look. You know. Guillermo del Toro won in 2017. Alfonso Cuaron won in 2018. Yeah. He's probably got a complex about this. He's the only <laughs> one of these guys without one. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, neither of the other two are on the jury, so they can't, like, rig it for him. So. Yeah. Um, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just looking at this list, and I, like, the things that I feel like have potential feel like the English ones to me. I don't know. Sure. I feel mm-hmm. like... But now he's a good yeah, show. Yeah, that, that, I, guess, I yeah. can cool. see that. That's, like, a compelling um, story, and I'm sure the movie has strong as well yeah um, yeah i mean he, he is i didn't see his most recent movie but i like the uh like house arrest ish movies that he's made mostly yeah um yeah colin i mean i feel like my instinct is just to go that it will be english language but i think that might just be because when i'm looking at this list those are the movies that I just ha- I know what they are already, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and it's like I'm probably discounting something that could be like a sleeper hit and sure. um, just come out of nowhere. Obviously. Right, like you you wouldn't have looked at the lineup last year and been like, "Oh, happening is gonna win." Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. So it could just be like something that I'm not thinking of. Yeah. But I, um, 
I could see maybe a world where Guadagnino gets it, or like, um, maybe. I mean, Blonde is so interesting to me. I yeah, that could be. I mean, it could just be like a Joker mode. <laughs> But sure. Know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, for some reason, a- after having the trailer dropped, Tar just has like really big like this will win Venice energy to me. I'm not Maybe. sure why. Maybe that'd be great for Tar and great for Todd Field, frankly. Yeah. Be, sure. I mean, there could be a Todd Field is back narrative. People loved in the bedroom at the time. Did not love little children. Is sure. the impression I'm under. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I and, and as far as what the demographics are, it is, I think it's ten movies in English, which is, like, at the high end of normal. There's definitely other years recently where it's, like, ten or eleven. But normally ten or eleven would be, like, half or over half. But there are more movies in competition than usual this year. It's 23 as opposed to, like, 20 or 21. Yeah. So it is less than half are in English. Um, Prayers for the jury for having to watch that many movies, including... <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Apparently the endless movie Bardo, according to Jesse's tweets from today. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's... I don't know. He said at the press conference that it's three hours long, but then they put up all the run times, and it doesn't have a run time, so I don't know. That's funny. Uh, immeasurably long, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? Oh, there are, like, if you expand to, like, how many are in English, Italian, or French, it's, like, there's, like, four or five that aren't. It's very, it's very dominated by, and I guess even Italian, there's not that many, because a lot, I think, more of the Italian directors are working in English than, or maybe it's only, uh... Maybe it's two in English and three in Italian from the Italian directors, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's it's and there's five French directors, I think is probably more than have ever been at Venice, or at least in a long time. Okay. What do you think, Emilio? My... What do I think? I think... The the split of the movies being fifty fifty is it sort of like makes it a toss up. It's so you sort of would have to like judge what the li- what the jury's sort of taste will lean towards. Like there's a lot of stuff I could see winning all over the place. Um, Panahi sort of makes the most sense to me as like a singular winner. Maybe the son, maybe Wiseman. There's just a lot of stuff here. Maybe even McDonough. Sure. Who yeah, knows? we haven't talked about Wiseman yet. That's another right. one that isn't in English. Uh, right. Yeah. And it's also 65 minutes long, right? Yes, it is. It's the, the Frederick Wiseman. Everyone's just like, give it to that. We're so sorry. Yeah, the Frederick Wiseman fiction film. It sounds like it is. It's like a monologue that is uh, the actor uh, who's uh, a French actor playing uh tolstoy's wife uh and it has to do leo tolstoy and it has to do with their relationship uh they are the titular a couple sure that would be 
Yeah, if Couple they like were pointedly giving it to Wiseman because it was short, and we're like, <laughs> it's going to Wiseman, Alejandro. Like they like, like we're <laughs> calling him out for making his movie too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot okay. of long movies. Blonde is long. Sure. Tar is long. Sure. Uh, White Noise isn't like super long, but it's like the same length that Marriage Story was. Right. My third statement mm-hmm. is. The best film at the 2022 Venice Film Festival is not in competition. False. Um, come back to me. Uh, Andy? Yeah, I would probably also say false. The best the, film the movie we Venice... each personally will like the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- you know, to extend it, just a little bit for Colin's sake. The best project. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you're trying to get Colin to talk about I mean, something. Like, I wonder what you're trying well, to get him to talk about. We should also say that we don't have everything. There is uh, Giornate, right. the Venice Days. I, I think we mentioned last week that Celine Siam is going to be the president of the jury for that. I think they will have announced their lineup by the time this episode is out, but they have not as we are recording. I think it's like thursday or wednesday or something so you're saying the best project at venice 2022 is not in competition competition. i will say false (laughs) wow but i understand obviously i was being you said said oh yeah no wait no we all said false no you all said false you all said false it is yeah it's white noise it's gonna be white noise jesse's Uh, yeah I, i can see a real case for it being white noise yes I'm thinking. Um, I'm feeling it's hopeful. It's gonna be about... Eternal Daughter. Sure, sure. That's. Yeah, I'm hopeful about that. Uh, I got good feelings that's about the, the son. I wasn't the... even a huge The Father fan, but uh... sure. We should say that Eternal Daughter is the Joanna Hogg movie, right. uh, yep. also starring right. Tilda Swinton. Uh, was shot during the pandemic, or like during about the ghosts? during the worst of the pandemic in like 2020. Yeah. Uh, under lockdown is like yeah it's like a ghost British ghost story kind of thing uh yeah so if I were to press you to think of something that might upset any of the funding competition <laughs> I guess it would be <laughs> Copenhagen Cowboys the new Nicholas winning reference show what yeah, uh this had been announced. I, I, I remember the title, at least. Mm-hmm. Does it have a platform? It, it's Netflix. I don't... Yes. It's Netflix? Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Great. Obviously, he had a show on Amazon that was at festivals and played Can, and uh, that didn't go over well publicly, um, <laughs> but... And no one I, watched it until Cullen watched it this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first two complete views happened uh, this year. Um are you, is this you want a good quote about this be... real quick? Sure, sure, sure. I I not only perceive them as my partners with many future adventures to come, but also as my friends. Refn added, "the ter- the new term has been born: Netflix winding." Reffin. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny guy! <laughs> yeah, what a is. silly guy. Um, Sounds obnoxious. <laughs> Netflix to me, winding but... Refn is really good. Yeah, that is. Um, Gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> no, that sucks. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but this one is it in uh, Danish? Is it I like, believe it I is. Know? Yeah, it's so like that's, there's that's not. Right. It, it doesn't have any of his movie star friends in it. Like, yes. Yeah. Can can you believe he described it as a poetic neo noir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'm gonna be there. Um, I have not seen any of his pre-drive movies. Or I guess I've seen um, I've seen Bronson, but um, I've not seen any of his non-English language. Sure. Movies. Yeah. Um, I've not seen Valhalla, Valhalla Rising, <laughs> any of the Pusher movies. Um, there's and but I mean, yeah. So I'm ex- I'm excited. Certainly, I, sure. I would like to see it. Um. I feel like it wouldn't be my number two most anticipated thing here just because it's a very stacked festival. But if I, sure. for the point of Emilio trying to get us to talk about the series section, yeah. where there's also I, Lars von Trier. Right, I was going to say, I can talk about the other one, which is that like my my second favorite director <laughs> who has a movie at this festival is Lars von Trier. Uh, he's got The Kingdom Exodus, which is aggressively his Twin Peaks The Return. It is a season three of a TV show that he did in the 90s uh, that has, uh, I think, a lot of the returning cast. I think Udo Kier was in the original and is in this one. He did, there's a couple new people, like Alexander Skarsgård yeah. is in this one. Matt Mickelson right. is also uh, in Lars it. Mikkelsen. Lars Mikkelsen, right. Lars Mikkelsen, yeah. uh, his brother, yeah. who was in mm-hmm. Sherlock, I think. I think that's really? the brother who's in Sherlock. Oh, and he uh, was anyway. on um, House of Cards also. Yeah, uh, but it's Vladimir Putin, basically. Hmm. Uh, but it's set in like a hospital. There's a little teaser for it that's got some like uh, aspect ratioy stuff. Where I'm like sure, sure. It, you know, it, yeah. it's it's maybe less aspect ratio than like the the quality of the whatever it was shot on the film mm. stock or the digital or what, I don't know if he's like switching from digital to film maybe sure. uh, but uh, anyway it looks cool I have not seen the original show right uh, but I would like to, to. I, yeah. yes I will try to it is shorter than the first two seasons of Twin Peaks they did sure. it aired on TV in Denmark but they they the two seasons were released as like very long movies in the United States. It's like four or five hours for each of them, and this one's like five hours too. I that think sounds up your alley. Yep. Nothing tells uh, you more than a very long movie. Yeah, uh, and they're Depend. on they're on canopy. <laughs> uh, I guess very long. It, there is a, I'm guessing there's a point where it like become so long that you become interested. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, speaking of very long movies that I'm very into, and movies that are not in competition, uh, an Orizonte title that I will highlight is, uh, the film directed by Laura Citarella, or Citarella, uh... Uh, Trinque Laquen, it seems to be. I don't know if they were the Sure. Title. Uh, but then anyway, so this is directed by Laura Citerea, who is uh, one of the members of El Pampero Cine, which is the Argentinian film production company, uh, which one of the other people who runs it is Mariana Yines. Uh, at the press conference, uh, Barbera said that this movie is four hours long, much like my beloved Extraordinary Stories. Uh <laughs> 
uh, Laura Paredes, who is in La Flor and is also married to Mariana Yinis, seems to be the lead. Alisa Caricajo, also from La Flor, is in it. Veronica Yinis, his sister, is in it. So, I I haven't seen any of Laura Citerea's movies. She's worked with Laura Paredes before. And with Veronica Yinis, I think, maybe, as a co-writer. Uh, but I am have been meaning to check those movies out for a little bit, uh, and maybe will now, because I am also very interested in this. I don't think she has made a long movie before. I think her other movies are normal length. Andy, is there anything you would like to shout out as maybe steal your heart from a competition title yeah i mean there's a lot of this stuff that i'm like not super familiar with them right i guess the thing that i've been most intrigued by is don't worry darling like i liked that trailer i'm really intrigued by what pine's doing in that movie i think um again i feel like there's a lot of potential for that one to go either way uh but i guess that's the one i've most got my eye on Mm -hmm. um i don't think there's anything i mean i see steve james has a thing uh, I'm yeah. sure that'll be yeah. really good. Think... Uh, having uh, only watched the one Steve James project, but really loving it. I'm trying um, to remember. Oh, it's uh, he's he's scooping. Um, I, I do remember Barbara talking this. He's scooping Nolan a little bit. It's called a compassionate oh. spy, and it's not about Oppenheimer, but it is about the Manhattan Project. It's about... Wow, like historical. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't remember who... I don't think he said the name of the scientist, but it's about a scientist who worked on the Manhattan Project and then became a spy for Russia Mm -hmm. uh, because he had moral concerns about the Manhattan Project, and then I assume the potential fallout of what that might have led to sure right uh pun not intended right yeah but yeah i mean you know i've talked a lot on this podcast about how much i loved uh, city so real uh right. his uh his, rec- his most recent work i believe um yes and so yeah uh, him turning to yeah historical documentary is really interesting because i don't like i know yeah, like I know. dreams isn't historical the other yeah, thing he did for dreams. stars that yeah. was about uh i think schools in chicago or detroit maybe I yeah, I mean, he had a movie was. about, like, a family who owned a small bank, I think, several years ago. That was also not historical. I'm not aware of him having worked historically before, either. Yeah. Uh, America, to me, was the star series. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a... It does seem like... Just from the outside, a weirdly, like namey non-fiction out of competition lineup you have Gian Franco yeah Rossi he talked here. about that too it's that i think also is Rossi's first time working with it's not it sounds like it's not historical but it's working with footage that he didn't shoot i believe it's about pope francis and i guess it's maybe like a kind of essay film or something um but yeah, also Rossi working in a different mode because his stuff has been like very immediate. Him going and embedding himself in like various parts of the migration crisis in Europe. So, a uh, different thing for him as well. Yeah. Yep. Sergey Lonitsa, certainly a name I've yep. heard before. Ukrainian director uh, Oliver Stone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oliver yep. Stone making a movie called mm-hmm. Nuclear. If, what, did, I don't. Did he say remember? I feel like this was one of the many times where he was like, "You're just gonna have to see it for yourself." <laughs> we got like five or six of those. Yeah, and then obviously, like I mentioned, like Master Gardener, Paul Schrader, always interested to yeah. see what that fun yep. brain. Yeah, winning uh, he, a lifetime a... achievement, Golden Lion yeah. as well, which is I think why he's not in competition. Yeah, and the uh, Dream and Wild again, obviously. Like I, li- I really like Love and Mercy. I've never I think seen. That really I should. Great. I yeah, I, I like. Do. I mean, there's. I like Love and so... Mercy too. There's an Emerson yeah. Brothers song that's he, great. Yeah. And it's like he's not real. He's like mostly a producer, right. I think. He he's not really a director. Tree of only... Life, right? Yeah. He also ex- is an executive producer on American Utopia, hmm. and I guess he he only jumps out to direct yeah, music I guess. biopics. But the one he made was pretty good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, next <laughs> statement. Sorry. <laughs> If you were programming a film festival, you would rather have the Fablemans than any movie in this lineup. False. True. <laughs> than any movie? Call- any individual movie. Obviously. Yeah, not yeah, like the entire lineup. Um. Yeah. I think. True. Okay, okay. Obviously, this is sort of predicated on, you know, a lot of people have been talking about maybe TIFF getting more hardcore about getting premieres, Mm -hmm. maybe starting to ask people to not play every festival before coming to TIFF and premiering at TIFF or only doing Venice and TIFF and not Telluride or not doing Telluride or not doing Venice and coming there. So, just if you had to like choose, did Tiff make the right choice? I mean, obviously that's not how it broke down, but most certainly. But is that like is that the is that the white whale? Is that the big fish you would want? To I catch? mean, I'll say for my part, obviously, like if it's me, part of it is just like if it's me in that role. No, I'm not gonna prioritize Steven Spielberg because I think he's made like. He's made, like, ten movies in the last 15 years, and, like, three of them are good. But even g- trying to separate myself a little bit, as you would want to do... You know, you don't want to do that entirely as a festival programmer. But if I were trying yeah. to be a little more, like, objective about it... The other thing is, like... I think it is a better fit for Tiff than Venice, just because, like, he wouldn't, Spielberg is not going to be in competition at a festival, it just, like, doesn't, you know, I can't imagine him wanting to do that, and so I think just, like, you know, I, obviously Barbera would love to have it, but I think the, the buzz of just, like, having thing, big things in your competition, I don't know how much that matters, but, like, that's something that I would be thinking right. more about. Or, like, you know, you're not going to get... No matter what, you're not going to get me to say that I'd rather have the Fablemans at my festival than White Noise. Or even, sure. like, Tar or uh, whatever. Uh, but, sure. like, uh, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it makes sense the way that it 
has happened. I, yeah. When I think about, like, yeah, especially, like, pitching to Spielberg about, like, what festival do you want to play? Like, him making his, like, movie about his, like, childhood and, like, his ordinary people, whatever that he came from. Like, him playing, like, the People's Festival, quote-unquote. Like, I feel like that's, sure. like, an easy pitch to him. As, mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is, like, a movie for the people or whatever about, you know, about or about regular people that you grew up with and the magic of the movies and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it does feel like a, a particularly good fit for Tiff. Yeah. Um, I, I have been talk. I did also talk to somebody who's been, like, you know, say what you want about those Spielberg movies qualitatively. They have not been successors, <laughs> many of the recent ones, just box office-wise. They seem to have not done very well in that scope, and maybe taking it to TIFF, which is more, more of a public, sure. viewable festival, yeah. like giving it an actual platform, giving it an actual right. runway, it's, it's like a, a like switch-up in strategy that he needs to right. maybe... I guess, yeah. Yeah, and as far as like pure want. marketing, like, yes, Spielberg is a name, and like, to a lesser extent, you know, Michelle Williams and Paul Dano and Seth Rogen are all, like, you know, they're people, but, like, if, from a pure marketing, like, I don't know, they're not Harry Styles. Uh, yeah. Or, like, they're not right. even necessarily, like, Penelope Cruz is in multiple movies here, yeah. or Kate Blanchett. Like, you can get that pure star power. It's sort of, like, about the, like... Yeah. It's sort of about I, I, just, like, yeah. the prestige of having Steven Spielberg at your festival, and I feel like that prestige is just lesser when he's out of competition, because, like, you, I, the, you know, like, who gives a shit that the BFG played it can? I do. Yeah. I, and, I mean, yeah, I did think about that, where it's like, it, it, would the Fablemans even be, like, just, like, uh, on a, like, I, I, pure eyeball standpoint? a bigger name than some of these movies than like Timothy right, Chalamet yeah, and Luke Guadagnino yeah. working together again or like Adam Driver Greta Gerwig and that, yes. that yeah. one yes I think Spielberg's yeah. probably bigger Spielberg's probably but like Adam, sure. Adam Driver you know, he's you know, great. Kylo Ren yeah. himself even we love him yeah, a Hugh Jackman right, right there. Yeah. Like it, this certainly is not lacking yeah, for star power. Right, yeah. famous people attending yeah. yeah, that is interesting. I mean, yeah, I, the thing about, like, his movie's not, like, I guess it's been since Lincoln that a movie of his, like, really, like, overperformed as far as, like, mm-hmm. it being, like, a big hit. Like, sure. ready, like everything's done. I don't think anything's done horribly except for West Side Story. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, it's been since Lincoln. Yeah, it's like, it's like Ready Player One, I think, did, like, nobody took a bath on it, but nobody was, like, happy with how much money it mm-hmm. made. Yeah. Uh, the post, I assume it was like they were happy for the Oscar success. I don't really know how much yeah, money. The post I mean, post made. it was like yeah, post and Bridge of Spies. I think we're both like right down the middle. Like yeah. these are like doing fine for the kind of movies that they are. Right. Like they're not doing particularly well for Steven right. Spielberg. No movies. one's getting excited about their numbers. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like if I were running a competitive you know running venice running a competitive fall festival i think the thing i would be more upset about missing out on and part of this is because i just read the book and i just watched one of sarah polly movie polly's movies but would be 
women talking. Mm. I think getting that mm. movie in competition, like I feel like that movie is going to be like really, be really big. good. Like it's a it's a weird thing to adapt, and like it might end up be, being like a little too out there to be like a big hit sure. or like a big Oscar-y thing. But I think in terms of getting like festival prestige, right. that would be like a big thing, and like it also has like. Rooney Mara and uh, Francis. Yeah, Jordan and I guess like and... with the, with with this Venice announcement, it's almost certainly playing TIFF, right? Like, there's like I I don't think it would so. be Telluride. Right? So, I like, mean, it's... it would be yeah, it would be. I assume the reason it's not here is because Sarah Polly just wanted to premiere at TIFF because she's a Toronto person. Um, you know, like it might have even been that can if not for that. I think she was right. finished with it around that time. Sure. Uh, the, the it is uh I I wouldn't be surprised if this is less the case in adaptation, but it is interesting that uh Ben Wishaw is his character is the main character and narrator of that book. It is you know, it's it, it's kind of structured such that like it, it he is like it is him taking the minutes of this uh, meeting where these women who are in this Mennonite colony are deciding if they should leave because of these, uh, there's, there's a group of men who had been sexually assaulting them who, uh, were sent to prison, but then the men from the colony are going to try to post bail for them so they can get them back. Uh, it's very, it's like, you know, it's obviously very intense. It's, it's set over a very brief period and it's like very talky. Uh, I it's a like very cool thing for Sarah Polly to adapt. Uh, yeah, sure. not to get us like too off topic, but just because I have stuff about that, I figured I'd talk about it yeah. a little. It's also it's written by Miriam Tevs, who grew up uh, as a Mennonite in Canada. She is in Silent Light, the Carlos Regadas film about Mennonites in. Uh, Mexico, uh, which she also wrote a book about her experience being, in, or based on her experience being in that movie. Uh, I don't know. It feels like that movie uh, is going to be like a big deal in some way, even if it's not like a big uh, awards or money thing necessarily. Okay. I only have two okay. more. These are a pretty big one, but let's do, do this sure. one. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> True. What's a movie? Okay. Your favorite movie of the year is in this lineup. Um, I'll just keep saying true and betting on white noise. I mean, like, I would take the field over Call white it? noise, but... Um, my favorite movie. Come back to me. <laughs> Cullen, Cullen, Cullen. And uh, I'm going to say false. <laughs> yeah, false. Yeah, I think I have to say false as if well. There, if, I know a Jesse said white noise. If there was anything here threatening, what do you think it if would anything be? anything here Andy. was threatening, um... Yeah, like I said... It, it, I might love the Bombach. I don't. I don't know the, the the book at all, so like I don't know how um, to respond to the material. I don't know. You 
might like it. I yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like I said, I got good feelings about the Zeller, even though I wasn't a big the the father fan. Uh-huh. Uh, I I feel like I did hear that like French theater people are like the son's the really good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love theater people. I don't know about the French element. But, um. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, that's that's kind of an inside joke that I probably shouldn't bring to the podcast. Apologies to <laughs> inside joke with listeners. who? Your racist friends? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> uh, they're a nationality. Um, yeah, I guess those are like the I guess the ones that I would like. I I don't know. Maybe maybe Tar. I like that trailer. Yeah, Tar. Yeah. And I think is like, the one. I've never. I don't know anything about Todd Field. Like I've never seen a Todd Field movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but a movie about Kate Blanchett conducting and composing yeah. sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. So and I mean, look, yeah. in the bedroom is Buckwild. Um, a thing about Tar is that up until that trailer, I thought it was about a real person. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, look. Speaking of, I was like, I th- I was kept thinking like, oh, it's about famous composer Lydia Tarr. Tar. Uh, I mean, this is this then... is what uh, past guest Fran Hoffner wrote in her piece about it was that she uh, watched the trailer and then immediately googled Lydia Tarr, real person. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is another thing where I'm like, yeah, I could also love that, and it makes me a little more comfortable being like. Uh, sure, I'll say true. You know, I could also, I could maybe see being really into Blonde. It's tough for me to see that being my blonde favorite is the movie other one of the year. I've been um, anticipating it for a while. Yeah, I mean the big, you know, it, the big. I guess the like big thing where I'm like, uh, the other big thing that's going to be hard to top for me is the Kelly Riker, which obviously has been at Cannes, and we know that people like that movie, so. Yeah, there's right. um, Maybe obviously the unknown quantity bit. of, like, something that will catch me completely by surprise, like, last year or whatever, where, like, I would not have expected to, like, going in, like, at the beginning of the year that I would love Segua Diaries so much. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's where it ended up. And mm-hmm. now, this year, I've seen a movie that I think would be hard to beat as my favorite movie of the year, right. which is, like... You can call it this year or last year because it technically premiered at TIFF last year. But it's been addiction, and I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. what is going to top that for me. I'd be very excited, though, because I think that movie's incredible. And if something was better than that... Yeah. But, yeah, it's like like Tar, it's Blonde, it's Eternal Daughter. Great. Right, yeah, I I guess I'm underrating Eternal Daughter because I did love Souvenir Part 2 so much. Yeah, I think Souvenir Um, and Souvenir 2 are both, like, incredible. And, uh... I'm just excited to see whatever she does next. Yeah. Emilio, do you have a take answer to the question? I said it. Dream and Wild. You're betting it all uh, on Dream and Wild? <laughs> you think that's going to be your favorite movie of the year? <laughs> you said it has Casey Affleck in uh, it? <laughs> listen. Say what you want about Casey Affleck. Moving on. <laughs> uh... <laughs> The final question, which I guess is, like, all we can really say about any festival. I mean, the final (laughs) statement. This year's Venice competition lineup is more promising than last year's. 
Um, I'd have to look at Yeah, give me my... I have an instinct, but let me look at it as well. I I think I can... Big films at Venice last year. I can uh, say say true. I don't think it's much more promising, but I think it's a little more exciting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to say true, especially, like, without fully looking through it but yeah like, just what i remember like there's yeah there's just like there's less well i guess i'll let in andy answer first yeah uh i'll say sorry sorry the question is last year's was more promising or was not this year's is more this, this, year's, this year's is more promising, this year's more promising. i'll say false just to say interesting because there were like there's a card counter right right i mean the thing is like like right like there's Spencer. some good. There's plenty of stuff that I like last year yeah. and that like looked interesting going in. They're just like this year. There's not like a bunch of like Captain Volkonogov escaped and uh, yeah. freaks out and whatever. The, uh, there, there's just a bunch of stuff that like I think even people who listen to this podcast or maybe are on this podcast would look at the lineup from last year and still be like, what is that? Yeah, sure. 100%. There's definitely a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. But, like, who's to say there's not going to be a lot of that this year also? Uh, sure. I mean, like, as far as my part, like, when last year's lineup was announced, there was stuff where I was like, I don't know what that is. I think the only movie that I did not, like, have on my radar, uh, at least from competition, uh, I guess the Laura Poitras movie was, uh, a surprise, but we all, we at least know who Laura Poitras is. She did Citizen Four. I guess there's two. The two that I didn't have on my radar at all are, um... There's there's a second Iranian film, uh, Beyond the Wall, uh, Vahid Jalilvand is the name of the director. And then we actually we should talk about uh, what the other one that I didn't know just because uh, there's a funny thing about it is uh, or th- that involves it is uh, there's this uh, a French movie one of the French movies is called Our Ties. Uh, Directed by, I think his name is Rashti Zam, uh, but the the funny th- who who is also an actor, and the funny thing about that is that uh, there is a trailer for the Rebecca's Latowski film, Other People's Children, uh, which stars Virginia Fira, uh, also in competition, but uh, both Rashti Zam and Frederick Wiseman are in that movie. Wow. wow. I think I, when they showed the like slides, I think Rashti Zem was in the cast for uh, other people's children, but then this trailer came out and like the end of the trailer is like Frederick Wiseman, uh, who has lived in France, I think, for even maybe be- since before the pandemic started, but definitely has been in Paris mm-hmm. since it started. Uh, his, as I said, his movie is in French with a French actress. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. And that was all my questions. Well, I guess the final thing we have to do, because we always do it, is Golden Lion predictions. Mm, mm, mm. 
I'm I mean, looking back at the last couple of years, we get Happening, mm-hmm. Nomadland, Joker, Joker, Roma, Shape of Water. Shape of yeah. Water. I said it earlier. Then I, a lot. I said, people. yeah, when when the trailer for Tar came out, I was like, this has big, could win at a at a festival energy. I mean, what? so that's that's what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna lock in Julianne Moore. <laughs> yeah, it's Julianne. You know, then I'm gonna lock in Bones and all. <laughs> sure. Um, I will. I will contradict myself saying that it's gonna be something that is not in English, partially just to talk about a movie that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, which is a movie by the Italian director Andrea Palaoro, but a movie that is in English called Monica. Uh, his previous movie was also in competition at Venice, starred Charlotte Rampling. Uh, she won a Volpe Cup for it. Uh, this one, uh, I don't know much about it, but he just, it, it starts, it's, um, Trace Lysette from um, Transparent is the oh, lead. Sure. Uh, Patricia Clarkson is also in it. And I think a few other, you know, kind of character actor American actors. Emily, Emily Browning. Uh, well, not American, but yes, Emily Browning also in it. Um, apparently, apparently it was supposed to be Anna Paquin, and then she dropped out in Emily Browning. Sure. The original like, Violet Baudelaire. I feel like Emily Browning is younger than Anna Paquin. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that's yeah. true. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, as I said, like, I think Panahi makes a lot of sense, but, like, when does the, like, uh, prohibitive favorite ever win at one of these festivals? Yeah. I still have not predicted, and I'm sort of excited that Panahi fell <laughs> to me, but also... I gotta do me, and I gotta say Bardo. Wow. I mean, the golden sure. <laughs> I mean, is Bardo or Blonde more Joker winning energy? Which one? Um, I I probably like Bardo. Not. I don't know. If I, I'll say that I probably think, and this is not to slag off Blonde, which I think it will be a good movie that I enjoy. Blonde is probably more similar to Joker as a movie than Bardo will be to Joker as a movie, but Bardo right. winning is more of sure, equatable to Joker. Winning. Yeah, I feel like the the like lines along which people fall in terms of fighting about these movies. I also do feel like the Bardo lines are going to be more similar to the Joker lines than the Blonde lines will be. Sure. Yeah, blonde. Cause I don't think blonde winning would like piss anybody off. I, I think it would be a lot of like people like pointing and laughing at like Netflix yep. or whatever for doing whatever it did to that movie and like right deciding to yeah. be weird about its release and holding it for a long time. And, uh, right. I feel like if blonde wins, it's because like oh, it's not actually that like disturbing or whatever. It's like kind of normal and people just like it. Yeah, I also think like if Blonde won the Golden Lion, I would be like 
best picture front runner? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the word on that movie is that it's, it's NC-17. Like, that would be yeah, crazy for an NC-17 movie, dude. Yeah. It's so, like, not outrageous, but just, like, intense or whatever. And, like, and that's, like explicit. Yeah, yeah, that I would find it very interesting if it picked up awards traction. It feels like it won't be one of those. Yeah, I don't, but I, I don't mean, think so, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, and I guess also the other question with Bardo is like, when do people start talking about the working conditions? That like, how much like when will that enter into the when narrative? It, when it wins, I guess so. Because like that's like they're the jury is insulated. <laughs> I mean, and they don't let's hear say about that. for white noise, <laughs> and then okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, same question for a couple. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's through just that one, at least to the extent that yeah. you've heard things about that one. Yeah. 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 The Guadagnino is just like, that's a weird movie where that's just like, that movie could be anything to me. Like, that movie could be awful. People could love I mean, that movie. That movie Guadagnino could be like nothing. an interesting what? place right now because it's like, Call Your Name was obviously such a big hit, and then it's like... And, like, a mainstream movie. like And, yeah, uh-huh. and it breaks through to the awards circuit and everything. Um, Suspiria, like, obviously it's going for something more, like, horror. Right, right. Genre, So it's a harder yeah. sell right. to the Academy. Botched by Amazon also, like, is part yeah. of it. Yeah. And then it's like, he had the HBO show that no one really watched. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but that the people who now... did liked, I think. I heard a lot, like... Yeah, I'm... but, I mean, I feel like any prestige TV show with, like, an auteur behind it, the people who commit the 15 hours to watch it aren't gonna be like it sucks <laughs> like it's a hard thing i i mean i i, I obviously yeah people don't like it but it's like uh and now he's got this one which is like it's hard to say what the energy is because like amelia's saying we don't really know what the movie is right i guess right and it's, yeah it's i feel... mean like it's chalamet and stuhlbarg back right well it's like... Yeah, still there. It sounds like it. My assumption, it's like a, it, it's like a road movie with it stars um, Chalamet and Taylor Russell. So my assumption is that everyone else who's in it is in like a scene or two. Yeah, that's uh, which like, I I don't know. Even with that being how it's gonna work, I just like since it got announced, have been looking. You know, I don't like Guadagnino any bay, but I've just been looking at that cast and been like, all right, guy, whatever, if you say so. Uh, yeah. Suspiria was so long ago. It's crazy that this is his first movie since then. I mean, he's um, announced I mean, he made, like had a fifteen short, movies yeah. since then. <laughs> Right, there was yeah. the documentary about the shoemaker or whatever. Right. right. He he did like a ad for a, a handbag company or something that Julianne Moore's in. I think he did well, another. Yeah, that's the movie did, short. Yeah. Right. Didn't he do another ad that was maybe at Venice last year, or the year before? Maybe. He's done like a bunch of like, uh, you know, ad. He's done. Wonder if the lights uh, on. I wonder if he'll continue to insist. Call me by your name too is happening. We'll Same see. cast. Yeah. Gonna. F- <laughs> I mean, I it, he we, would only do it with the same cast. I feel like. But. Well, we we know that this movie is a cannibalism. Well, one movie, of the cast right? can't. Yeah, they're be, filming yeah. in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> uh, but what what I was saying, th- you you all know that this movie, Bones and All, is a cannibalism movie, right? 
Right. Yes. Yes. I do. So that. Yes. there's gonna be that. Funny. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you think somebody will? One hundred percent. Yeah. There's be no idiot. chance. Are you kidding? The Italians? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm saying just in general. Yeah, I mean, the sure. the amount of like pre the, the the amount that he would have to be protected for no one to ask that question seems impossible. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he'll have some answer that's just like, yeah, sure, fine. This isn't actually something you have to address. Yeah. yeah, he'll be like, yeah, <laughs> he ate people on the set of the movie. <laughs> Just like, yeah. very casually, everyone's like, oh! That peach wasn't a peach. <laughs> yeah. We gave him someone's kneecap. <laughs> yeah. There's a little less of James uh, Yeah. <laughs> what do you think happened to merchants? Are we get to All right. We should uh, wrap up, maybe? <laughs> it feels like we're uh, losing Steve. Yeah, we could wrap up. <laughs> I think we got, we got around to everything we needed yeah. to get. Yeah. Special presentations. Special presentations. Um, I've got one. Go for it, Colin. I watched a movie, and I was watching it, and I was like, this could be good, it could be bad. And it turned out to be great, and I was very surprised the entire time when I was watching it. I just kept being like, this is incredible, I'm having a great time. And it's, of course, Martin Scorsese's The Last Waltz. Uh, the concert documentary about the band... Which, like, I know the band did The Wait, which is, like, the famous song by the band. But I didn't know, like, who the band were. Mm -hmm. And that they're just, like, the best session musicians of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, All, like, were, like, the house band if you're recording a record or whatever. They come in to play on the album. And then they just put out their own stuff. And uh, they just shred. It's so sick. Uh, Robbie Robertson's great. Levon Helm's great. Everyone's just doing... The best, what's the other guy's name? I uh, want to say Roy Donk, but that's wrong. Rick Danko. Rick Danko. Uh, sure. Um, Rick Danko. Yeah. <laughs> the King of the Tuck Tuck Sound. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's incredible. And it like looks so good. They like, uh, I, they have like a crazy list of cinematographers who just were like walking around holding these uh, 35 millimeter cameras. Um, yeah, Michael Chapman, Vilmo Sigmund, Laszlo Kovics, all just, like, running camera around this concert with, like, Bob Dylan and, like, Joni mm-hmm. Mitchell and Neil Diamond, and it's just so sick, and the way it's formatted is, like, they do a performance with, like, one person, and because it's, like, all these big guests, every performance has the energy of, like, the last, like, mm-hmm. showdown performance, and, like, they do a huge, like, solos at the end. And it just maintains this level of energy throughout that I was very excited by. And then to go along with it is listen to Theme from the Last Waltz. <laughs> I It's the best song in the movie, in my opinion. And I just keep listening to it. Well, I will make a recommendation to you then, Colin. Uh, which is, this is an album that's a little bit controversial, but if your takeaway from uh, The Last Waltz is I love how much they're just, like, shredding, uh, then you oh. will probably... <laughs> You will no. I mean, you will probably like this because the thing is just like it's a little too high energy, is what the people who don't like it think. Is uh, before the flood, which is a live album from like a couple years before the last waltz. That is 
a tour that uh, Bob Dylan did with the band. That it's okay. a double album, and it's like mostly Dylan songs with the band backing him, but there's some the band songs too. Uh, I really like that album also. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Uh, I can go. Uh, my social presentation is, uh, I think that if you own a professional sports team in, uh, one of the, uh, major leagues, you should be able to, okay. if you have a, uh, a once-in-a-lifetime generational uh, superstar, I think you should uh, pay that player to continue playing for your team because there are not very many of those players and uh, you're not going to find another one if you let him go. I support that. Um, my special presentation this week is Fall Guys. I've been playing Fall Let's Guys. Let's go. It's pretty fun. Still have not gotten a dub. I'm sure I'll get one. Fall Guys. Great. Ultimate knockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, mine is, uh, as mentioned, I was on vacation recently. I went to the Shaw Festival in Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada. Uh, when I had a lovely time, I saw seven plays all of which uh, I enjoyed on, on some level, at, at the very least. Uh, the one I'm going to recommend is called Everybody by uh, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, who uh, wrote uh, An Octoroon was like a big hit of mm-hmm. his, I think. Uh, he's like a real exciting young playwright. He's been, Pul- I, I think Octoroon won the Pulitzer, and he's been like Pulitzer finalist like twice all over other otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this is, it's, Based on like one of the earliest known plays in the that has been found in the English language called Every Man, so it's an a- update of that. It's about uh, a character named Everybody who has been marked for death and is going around and f- has to find who will accompany him on his journey with death. Like so, he checks in hmm. with friendship, with kinship, with his stuff, like this sort of, and it's like, but it's a really cool show because. Um, there's like five actors who play everybody and they they have like there's like a prologue section and then like 15 20 minutes into the show they all draw they have an audience member come up and draw and assign each of them which part they're going to play whether who's going to play everybody for the rest of the play who's going to play friendship who's going to play kinship like all the, all these mm-hmm. different parts uh, and so all those actors know, like, all those parts, and it's a different show every time you see it, apparently, because it's, like, different actors, and they have right. different dynamics and stuff. Um, but in addition to, like, that, like, fun, engaging, it's, it's, uh, I thought the staging was beautiful. It was in my favorite space, the studio theater up there at the, at the Shaw Festival. Uh, so it was in the round, and it was really engaging and had just, like, a lot of really interesting ideas and was fun and, f- and funny at the same time, so... Uh, if you're if you're able to catch a production of it, I do recommend the one in, in Canada. It's running through October eighth up there, so there's there's some time if you're in that neck of the woods to check it out. Uh, Everybody by Brandon Jacob Jenkins. Jacobs Jenkins. That's very cool. Should I get into our socials? Do it, Cullen. For sure. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do so at Can I Kick It. 
If you want to follow us on Letterboxd or Instagram, we're at CIKIPod. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at CanIKickItPod at gmail.com. If you want to donate money to us, you can do so through coffee.com slash CanIKO-FI.com slash C-A-N-N-E-S-I. And for all of our other socials, I'm Clatchley on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. Andy T-Germ. Emilio? Okay, 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 okay. I'm left alone on Twitter. I left alone on letterboxd.andres.torres on Instagram. But maybe Instagram's falling apart. Oh, okay. is that happening? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Kardashians say it's it's done. Um, wow. uh, J-C-P-G-L-I-C-K-W-E-B-B-E-R-J-C-P-Glick-Weber. Everywhere. And our theme song is by Tree Related, who's on SoundCloud and Spotify at Tree Related. And with that, Jesse, I will release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.